0: Well, 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 it's Friday the 5th of April, the dim light of the new moon in Aries gives us a sense that we should perform remembrance of our potential and recover what we could still be. This is episode 1904 of 301 Permanently Online, a personal podcast, 301 seconds in length, written, recorded and edited in one hour by me at the JMO. Robert Stephen Hawker was born in the Charles Church Vicarage in Plymouth in 1803, grandson to the formidable Calvinistic preacher and writer Robert Hawker. He attended several preparatory schools but disliked them and he frequently ran away. At 19, Robert entered Pembroke College, Oxford to study for the Anglican priesthood where he discovered a love of poetry. His first term was memorable. In November of 1823, he married Charlotte Larnes, a Cornish gentlewoman of 41, but despite their age difference, the union proved happy. The couple spent their honeymoon at Tintagel, a place that kindled his lifelong fascination with the Arthurian legend, and later inspired him to write The Quest for Sangra'al. Ordination followed in 1831, and he began a curacy in North Tamerton, near Bude, where he discovered that he had a joint calling, not only to be a priest, but also a mermaid. In order to live out this life, he fashioned a wig from seaweed, and naked apart from an oil skin, wrapped around his legs, He would row out to the rock in the harbour, where he would sit and sing, brushing his seaweed hair with a comb. Each evening, the superstitious locals would gather on the cliff's edge to watch the mermaid perform. There are two stories as to why Robert stopped his life as a mermaid. One is that winter was coming and it became too cold. The other is that a sceptical farmer arrived one day with his gun, threatening to pepper the damsel with shot if she stayed warbling any longer. But whatever the reason, one night in late autumn, to a particularly large audience, the mermaid substituted her haunting lament for a rousing rendition of God Save the King. Finishing with great gusto, she plopped into the water and swam directly home. Shortly after this incident, Robert was appointed vicar of Morinstow, Cornwall's most northerly parish in 1835. When he arrived at Morinstow, there had not been a vicar in the residence for over a century. Smugglers and wreckers were apparently numerous in the area. A contemporary report says that Moore and Stowe wreckers allowed a fainting brother to perish in the sea without extending a hand of safety. To his parishioners, Robert became known as Parson Hawker. He had a strongly built figure with long fair locks, blue eyes, and increasingly weather beaten face. Robert dressed oddly. Sober clerical garb wasn't for him, and it was said that his only black clothes were his socks. He loved bright colors. Often, He wore a long purple coat or a yellow poncho he had fashioned from a horse blanket, and underneath a fisherman's blue jersey, crimson gloves, brown or red leather trousers, and dark sea boots added to his strange but cheerful appearance. He enjoyed hats, either broad-brimmed or a more flamboyant fez. In addition to his outlandish fashion sense, Hawker was regarded as a deeply compassionate person, giving Christian burials to shipwrecked seamen washed up on the shores of the parish. It was he that was often the first to reach the cliffs when there was a shipwreck. Formerly the bodies of shipwrecked sailors were often either buried on the beach where they were found or left in the sea. He built a little hut on the cliff in Morinstow, using timbers washed up from the Caledonia and two other vessels wrecked the following year. He'd sit out on nice days composing his poetry, and during times of storm, scour the grey waters for ships in distress. For many years he continued his gruesome duty of recovering corpses from the sea, and the harrowing task grew to weigh heavily upon him. Altogether, he rescued nearly 50 bodies. The Driftwood hut is now the smallest property in the National Trust portfolio. In early 1863, Charlotte Hawker's health, poor for some time, worsened. Robert nursed her constantly, sitting at her bedside, reading to her. But unfortunately, she died in February, and he suffered a period of profound distress and sought solace in his poetry. He did, however, remarry a Polish governess a year later in December of 1864, making her Pauline Hawker, who bore him three children, The marriage was happy, but it could not prevent him from sinking into despair and depression. Robert also adored animals and acquired several unusual pets. Robin, the domesticated stag, would sometimes pin vicarage callers to the ground, which perhaps stretches our view of the tameness of the deer's domestication. He talked to birds on the cliff's edge and in the churchyard, always invited his nine cats to church, and they followed him every Sunday and eventually they made up the vast proportion of his congregation. However, one day, he reacted with fury when he saw one catching a mouse and publicly excommunicated it in front of the other shocked animals for mousing on a Sunday. He made friends with a highly intelligent pig named Jip, who would roam around the vicarage and alert the occupants of any visitors. Towards the end of his life, Hawker wrote increasingly of witches, the evil eye, and the devil's emissaries he'd begun to believe that he encountered. In a blend of growing persecution mania and mysticism, Perhaps fuelled by his opium addiction as well as his creative nature, he died penniless in 1875.